Hello and welcome to Wellness Wednesday with 3W. This is Beth Chase and I am your host for these podcasts. Well, Wellness Wednesday is sponsored by 3W Medical, which is a medical clinic that provides free reproductive health services for women in the Seattle area. And they're located just in the U District, just off of 45th. This is an amazing medical clinic serving women in the, the Seattle University District area. So with me today, I have Helen Wynn. She's the CEO of 3W Medical. And uh, of course, you know, if you've been listening to us for long, you know that she's a regular provider and guest on this show. So today she's going to be talking about what are some of the signs of a healthy relationship. So welcome, Helen, and let's, I'm, I'm very eager to get into this discussion. Well, you know, a lot of this is common sense. Yes. But on the other hand, there may be some things I think you're going to bring to the table here that are interesting and a little bit things maybe people don't know. Sure. Yeah. Oh. Even though some some of this is very logical and obvious, we talked about warning signs of an unhealthy relationship in an earlier podcast. So I just wanted to piggyback on on that one and talk about what a healthy relationship means to both you and the people you engage on or with. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So I'm going to go over about nine kind of um, healthy relationship tips. The first one we're going to start with is communicating. Are you talking openly about your problems and listening to each other? You respect each other's opinions. You're showing true tolerance even when you disagree and respectfully um, communicating your opinions with your partner. Are you actively doing that? And if you are, it's great. That means you're you're communicating well and you're in a healthy relationship. Yeah, well, you know, basically part of the the protections under our constitution is the freedom of speech mm-hmm. and being able to share a, your feelings about something, your um, opinions. People have the right to to protest as long as they follow the rules and they are not being violent. Right. So, we highly respect that value, I think, within our country overall. Mm -hmm. So in our relationships, it's just another evidence where we should be able to respect each other's differences. Yes. Yeah. And that goes into the next word that I'd like to share is, are you being respectful? Are you valuing each other as you are? Are you treating each other with, with dignity and setting healthy boundaries? What does that look like? What do you mean? I guess for an example, for my husband and I, when we go out with a group of people and he says something or I say something that neither one of us was like very appreciate what was being said, do you feel safe to pull that person aside and say, hey, you know what? I I felt like what you said was a bit disrespectful and I, I would like that to be Um, discussed a little bit more or this is how I felt about that and I think my husband or myself the the respectful response to that was I'm really sorry I shouldn't have said that I won't bring it up again I won't say it that way again with that tone again or something like that Mm -hmm. and that just shows that the person heard your heard what you're saying your feelings about it Heard your concerns. Heard your concerns. Uh-huh. Yes. Uh-huh. And respectfully responded mm-hmm. in mm-hmm. a way that says, I heard you. I'm not going to do it anymore. And and that showed a boundary. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Well, you know what? I think it's also about sometimes we confuse with 
if I don't agree with you or I need to agree with you in order to respect you, mm-hmm. and that's not what you're saying. You're saying that sometimes we don't understand someone or sometimes we just disagree with them, but we can say, I respect you because you're a human being. Yes. Just don't cross the line in attacking me verbally because you're not going to tolerate that. That's what you were talking about in your previous uh, episode where you talked about uh, unhealthy relationships. So that makes sense. Yeah. The next one would be trusting. You believe what your partner has to say. You do not feel the need to prove each other's trustworthiness. So I guess that also means setting, going back to those boundaries and saying, did you trust me to express to you those types of concerns? Mm. Yes, I can pull you aside and, and say that to you without feeling like I have to walk around on eggshells and I couldn't come to you to say that was an okay. So just watching out for that kind of stuff and making sure you check in with each other and saying, do I trust this person with my feelings? Do I trust this person to respond in a respectful manner when I push back? Mm-hmm. Okay, but are there not different levels of trust? And I think that sometimes, especially women, give that away too soon. Sure. You know, to be able to say, hey, I- I've only, you're like a colleague, you're not mm-hmm. a friend, mm-hmm. uh, or because friendships are developed over time. Mm-hmm. But I think particularly in relationships, that sometimes we we say too much too soon, expecting that that trust is going to be there when in reality it's not. Mm-hmm. So how how would you kind of work towards that trust but not give it away too soon? I think you have to ask questions. I think you uh-huh. need to trust your instincts on how they, on the conversations that you have. Mm-hmm. They the kind of person that says, okay, I just heard this from this person. I'm going to tell you all about it. Okay, maybe this is not the best person to tell all your uh-huh. secrets to because uh-huh. they just gave you an example that they might take the information you share to them uh-huh. with them and point. go somewhere else. Yeah, you know, I guess you make a good point about especially women sharing sharing a lot. We're such we're naturally bond like kind of bond with other females that way when we share our feelings and our stories and stuff like that so it's such a natural thing for us so it's sometimes it's hard for us to pick up on is this person really trustworthy it's something that I struggle with I'm such mm-hmm. an open book I mean I do these podcasts and I feel like I can share my opinion with anybody <laughs> um, my life is pretty pretty open but I I do I, I guess as I've grown older I I do have to be more cautious especially in the leadership role that I am now, mm-hmm. in how much I share. Yes. <laughs> Not how everybody cares. <laughs> you do. <laughs> so that's true. there's that. <laughs> yes. Okay. Well, that's that's a good point. Yeah. The next one is being honest with each other. Are you honest with each other, but do you still keep some things private? And again, just open communication. I just want to be honest with you about this, but could you keep it between us? Mm-hmm. And I think you should be able to say that to someone and have them respect you mm-hmm. and not have it. The last time we talked about unhealthy relationships, did they put it on social media? Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, digital uh, violence is such a big, a new big thing now. Okay. You have mentioned digital violence before. Can you refresh my memory exactly what you mean by digital digital violence yeah and and i'm sorry 
the correct term is digital abuse. Digital, okay. Yeah, and it the definition of it is the use of technology such as texting and social networking to bully, harass, stalk, or intimidate a partner. Often this behavior is a form of verbal or emotional abuse perpetrated online. Mm-hmm. And you may experiencing these types of digital abuse where they pressure you to send you to send them explicit videos of yourself mm-hmm. or steal or insist on being given all your passwords mm-hmm. or can constantly text you and make you feel like you can't be separated from your phone for fear that you will be punished mm-hmm. or looks through your phone without asking for your permission checking up on your pictures texts and outgoing calls okay so really in contrast to that a healthy digital relationship would be someone who would protect you yes understand what confidentiality means you know like making sure that someone doesn't pass on your text Mm -hmm. to someone other than that person or Mm -hmm. same thing with an email right so those kind of things if you have that happening those are things that we say no that's not a healthy relationship but if you want to be a healthy partner Mm -hmm. in any kind of relationship you want to make sure that you do respect that you honor it Mm-hmm. Because there is that life principle that says you do you reap what you sow. Mm-hmm. So if you're a good person and you you do these things correctly and you try and have a healthy relationship, don't you think you have a tendency to draw healthy people into your life? Yeah, it's who you surround yourself with mm-hmm. and who sees that, okay, this person seems to not put me on blast on, on social media. Okay, mm-hmm. maybe that's someone you open yourself up to more. Or, or I'm a big advocate about patterns and people who kind of disclose through conversation and through behavior who they are. Mm-hmm. I think people are more transparent than they like to think. Who are? Just, just people in oh, general. Oh, just people in general, okay. Yeah, and I think you can learn a lot about people these days on mm-hmm. their social media about what kind of people they are. Are they someone that share every mm-hmm. single meal they <laughs> they uh-huh. eat, which is very common for millennials these days, or they are more private? You know? Okay, so you're saying then as you're getting to know somebody, mm-hmm. um, check them out in their social media and find out what they talk about and how they talk about other people. and Everybody does that. Oh, everybody that it's like an online resume now. (laughs) I I like to say, you know, if you put it online, it's fair Uh game. Uh So I don't think that it's an invasive form of privacy. If you Mm -hmm. put it out there on on the Internet, I have every right to look into it Mm -hmm. and say, hey, this person seems like a good person or not, uh, not a good person. Mm -hmm. So don't defuse (laughs) on in on on uh, Facebook. No. And that is not a good place to, to take a conversation that is maybe a healthy conversation and or a healthy relationship and think that you're going to earn any trust by somebody by having a, an open conversation with the world and trying to work things out. Is that what you're saying? Yeah. I don't have much uh, respect for people who hide behind a screen to have tough conversations, mm-hmm. especially with hot topics that are going on these days. If you have something to say, I think you should respect yourself and people enough to say, if we want to, if you want to talk about these topics, let's 
talk on the phone face to face let's so I can hear tone, mm-hmm. so I can see mm-hmm. body language. I mean, mm-hmm. all of that plays into a really yeah. healthy conversation. Yes. You can't pick up tone when it's just text. Yes. Like, or emojis. <laughs> Even though the faces can express a feeling, I guess. I get. But I it's mean, so dangerous. Sometimes I have to go real deep in mm-hmm. GIFs <laughs> to mm-hmm. make sure I find, like, and then it just wasted a whole bunch of my time trying to find the right gift to express my feelings. <laughs> and I'm like, what am I doing? I should just pick up the phone, you know? Exactly. And- oh, I so agree on that. <laughs> I so agree on that. So what you're saying as far as a healthy relationship goes, it's one of the attributes would be, do they talk to you without exploring these conflicts that you have out to the universe? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Don't do that. It's bad. <laughs> just be careful about what you put online these days. It just follows no you. No kidding. It follows you for the rest of your life. It's... Take it from someone who interviews people <laughs> a lot. <laughs> okay. Another healthy relationship, I guess, word that um, I want to put out there is equal. You make your decisions together and you hold each other to the same standard. So there's not a power, there's not someone that's like using dominance over you or power trip over you. You know, my husband and I, we teach a a engagement course. And one of the topics that we like to make aware to people is that there are some couples that they both, both both people in the, the relationship could have dominant personalities. But then there are some couples that have both of them as submissive personalities, which is a hilarious trait. I, I love it when I find couples like that because they're always really fun to watch. And then there are some couples, most of the time, one is a little bit more dominant in the relationship versus the other. And the one that's dominant, I feel like you need to be self-aware and watch yourself and like say, well, I've been talking a lot. I've been sharing a lot of my opinions and you've just been sitting there silent. Can I just pause right now and allow you to speak now? and like ask for your opinion and the ones that are a little bit more shy and timid and submissive it's not a bad thing it's just that's kind of your characteristics but kind of stepping up for yourself and saying you know i just want to let you know that you've been talking for a long time and can i share my opinion now (laughs) so (laughs) Uh it's it's really interesting to remind couples sometimes about just being self-aware and checking in on yourselves and allowing each other that space Mm-hmm. Okay, that makes sense. The next one is enjoying personal time. You enjoy spending time apart, alone, and with others. You respect each other's need for time apart. Okay. Mm-hmm. Sometimes in a relationship, people, especially I think younger people, I remember dating when I was in high school, you think it's so cute that the guy wants to spend all his time with you. Mm-hmm. Okay, after a while, that gets really old. I need my space sometimes. I'm an extrovert, so I get a lot of energy from people, but I also love it when my husband leaves me alone with some ice cream in the room so I can watch Homeland. You know, that's like <laughs> so great, you know, and it doesn't hurt his feelings. Uh-huh. It's it's me recharging mm-hmm. my energy and my batteries mm-hmm. to then be a more productive, kind person to my partner. And it's okay to spend mm-hmm. a time apart from each other, um, time apart from each other. And you should feel safe enough to tell your partner, hey, I, I just need a little bit of space. Mm-hmm. So, okay. Um, 
we get a lot of this here. We, we try to advocate for our patients here. So making mutual sexual choices. So talking openly about sexual and reproductive choices together. All partners willingly consent to sexual activity and you can safely discuss what you are and are not comfortable with. Mm -hmm. Okay. I can't believe, I guess I shouldn't be shocked, but it's 2020 and we have to still talk about consent. We still mm -hmm. have to talk about yes and no when we engage in a uh, sexual activity with, with people. Mm-hmm. You know, if it's a conversation we need to have, we let's let's have it. And three W and the medical providers here have it all the time with with patients. But it's so important for full consent when you're engaging in sexual activity. Yes. Yes. Okay. Yeah. Next one is economic and financial partnerships. You and your partner have equal say with regard to finances. All partners have access to the resources they need. So going back to my later podcast, uh, talking about economic and financial abuse, you know, when your partner only wants you to put your money into the, their bank account, they they don't fill you in on any big purchases mm -hmm. or talks to you about essentially money issues, right, that you guys are having or may not be having, but keep, keeping you in the dark a lot about the financial ebbs and flows of in your relationship that that could be a red flag that you need to kind of pay attention to and you should feel safe to go to your partner and say what's going on financially and why don't i have access to it mm -hmm. so just to be aware of that and it's it's healthy to talk about money with your partner and not feel like you're being disrespectful or again walking on eggshells mm -hmm. about about money problems. Mm -hmm. Yes, you know I think another one of those is couples when they come together, whether in marriage or they're they've made a a, a, a long term commitment, mm -hmm. and the woman comes in with a car, mm -hmm. and I've heard this from time to time where the partner then feels he sells the car mm -hmm. and never quite gives her her own car back. And, you know, I've, I've encountered that, you know, a number of wow. times in, in my lifetime. And I think that, to me, has always been a danger sign of she came into this relationship with a car. She needs to maintain that, that car, have a car. Yes. So you partner, you better make sure that she has that. I'm, I, I'm very firm with that with my daughters. Yes. You, know, you make sure that you have, does it even hurt to have your own bank account? Because what if, and even for the partner, that there are separate bank accounts just to, and they can have one together, but it, it provides a safety net for the what ifs. I mean, mm -hmm. you, know, you never know. Sure. You never know what's going to come. Yeah. So really a healthy relationship, I think one of the things you're saying here is that you equally protect each other from the what bad ifs. The bad what ifs. What if yeah. they happen? And just have a conversation about it. I, th mm -hmm. I guess that's the other point is, don't be afraid of approaching that conversation. And if you feel that it's healthier for you to have your own bank account, mm -hmm. okay, then have that discussion and be respectful of that other person's opinion, even if you disagree with it. Mm -hmm. and sometimes you are going to have to, to compromise and say, like you said, have separate accounts, but then there's one joint one mm -hmm. that you put 50% in of yes. your paycheck or something. Yes. Yeah, especially if you're married, because we live in a state that is... 
uh, community property. Mm-hmm. Just ha- just mm-hmm. talk about it. Yes, I and agree. Talk about it extensively mm-hmm. if that's what you need. But do what works for you. Okay. And the next one is, especially for parents, engaging in supportive parenting. So all partners are able to parent in a way they feel comfortable with. You communicate together about the needs of the children as well as the needs of the parents. Mm -hmm. So if you identify that your partner is doing something that you feel is not providing a safe or healthy environment for your children, you should feel empowered to speak up for your children and not have the spouse or your partner get upset about Mm. it. Mm -hmm. Again, those are just red flags that you need to be aware of, especially now that children are having to stay at home with parents more. (laughs) They're probably Uh getting on your freaking nerves. (laughs) Um, So just being cautious, checking yourself, taking time to check in with yourself and saying, you know, is this the is this the best environment for my children? And how do I approach my partner with these types of topics in a respectful way? And because when you're healthy, when you and your partner are healthy, it benefits your children. It provides a happy, comfortable, safe environment for your children because mm-hmm. you're not an isolated island mm-hmm. when you have children. Yes, yes. And you're living an example to them mm-hmm. about what's healthy mm-hmm. and what's not healthy. Right. So, yeah, okay. those are just some that's good tips. Yes, I appreciate that. Those are good tips. Healthy relationships is something that we all have to work for. They don't happen by default. Right. Probably the bad relationships happen by default. Yes. But you have to work on having a healthy relationship. And, and you know, and I, th- I think, Helen, you, you would also encourage anyone whose friend mm-hmm. has an unhealthy relationship. Or, and sometimes you don't really see it. Mm-hmm. But speak Speak to your friends where you feel you have some concern about anything or community. Community, yeah. accountability, and care. They go hand in glove, don't yeah. they? Okay, well, thank you, Helen, for being here. And we're going to look forward to some more episodes coming up here real soon where Helen will be talking about a number of kind of issues for women and men, but particularly from a women's perspective. If you want more information, you can find out more about 3W. You can go to the website, which is 3wmedical.org. And that's the number three, the number, the letter W, and the word medical.org. And while you're there, please, please go to the top menu and click on the Wellness Wednesday and uh, get to the page here where we talk about about the topics that we talk about here. We also have some resources there for you that you can find. There's also a place where you can sign up for our monthly e-blast, where again, we just talk about the subjects we've talked about here and uh, we want to engage with you, our listening audience. We're here in Seattle, we're serving the Seattle area and we are here for you. So without any further ado, again, thank you, Helen, for being here. And thank you for those who are listening to these podcasts. And so until next time, stay healthy and be well.